Welcome to Optimistic Tales. I am your host, Dr. Eric M. Moody. Today is the 21st anniversary of the events of 9-11-2001, arguably uh, a date that changed the world forever. This episode presents an organization of individuals who truly represent an optimistic tale that the children of light will and can overcome the children of darkness. Welcome to another episode of Optimistic Tales. Uh, I'm real excited about today's uh, guest. Uh, matter of fact, this is the most that I've had in this room, and I appreciate y'all uh, giving me your time. I'm, I'm here with uh, the Organization of Veterans Recovery Resources. And uh, the individuals I have are going to uh, talk to us about this organization. Uh, near and dear to my heart as a 20-year veteran of the Air Force, uh, I am uh, uh, very uh, not only interested in what they're doing, but I, I've been familiar with the, the founder for a couple of years, and and um, and I've been uh, I've actually interviewed Shannon for my previous project before. And uh, so, without further ado, I have Miss Shannon Shelley Tremblay. She is the Community Integration Program Manager for uh, VRR. Is that okay if I use VRR? Absolutely. Okay. And then I have uh, Mr. Lord Michael Austin. He goes by Austin. Yes. He is the uh, Senior Peer Support Specialist. And then Dion Gadsden, who is the Family and Child Counselor. And you're the newest, you're the baby of the group. Yes, as far I'm, the, as experience. I'm the baby to the team. <laughs> baby to the team, okay. And uh, so what I, what I want to do is... Um, I guess start with Shannon on uh, on first of all uh, thanking you because I've interviewed interviewed you before and I just want uh, to to say that this that the whole community uh, integration with veterans is very important not just in our community but in communities across the world but across the United States at least right I mean that's why Absolutely. you're in because your previous uh, experience was in uh, community engagement at South. And so this was, I guess, an easy transition for you. It was, it was a really wonderful opportunity to honor our community, honor my family and honor this university's commitment to service as well. Um, and when the opportunity came, I jumped at it. Well, when you say honor your family, when you give us some background on that. Yeah. So I am the daughter the granddaughter, the grandniece, uh, the niece, <laughs> the cousin of many, many people who are currently serving, who have retired, and even who have given their lives. Right. I have a family member who's on the Vietnam Memorial. Oh, wow. I have a family member who was uh, who survived one of the most important shipwrecks in the United States as wow. a mil- member of the Navy. Um, and if he hadn't survived, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's right. <laughs> I have I have <laughs> one of those Air direct Force members. Huh? Absolutely, I have I have I have Army members and Marine family members. I really do. I have uh, one of the things about Veterans Recovery Resources is that we are a family of people who serve. Yes. I myself did not have the opportunity to serve, but I have always honored and cared for my family who has served, and it's it changed the course of my life. I was born on. A military base myself. So. Oh, were you? Which one? I was born in Bremerton, Washington, on the naval base, which is now a submarine. Oh, Navy so submarine you're, base. you're Navy. I'm Navy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, all, we're kind of all represented then, aren't we? All right. uh, and, and you know, you made a mention. Uh, you know, families do serve. You know, and this is, and, I, and I'm already feeling myself getting this way. But I, I the, the topic that tears me up the most is talking about vets and veterans in the military. So mm-hmm. if I if I start choking up, y'all just bear with me. 
listeners and, and, and y'all in the room um, because, you know, having gone to Afghanistan for a year, my, my family, they, they made sacrifices that were just, you know, I, I, I couldn't ask. Mm-hmm. Well, they just stepped up, you know, and uh, it, was a, it was a calling for me to go over there. As, as a matter of fact, when I was there, I uh, uh, had the job I did, uh, I had to you know, put together this, this uh, personnel plan. And when I did it, my whole role was just to develop the plan and then present it to the general and say, boom, my replacement was supposed to come in and implement the plan. I wasn't going to implement it. I was going to just, I just came up with it, you know? And so this is around February that year. And, you know, so I sat down in his office and we did a little briefing on the table and I presented my plan and I guess they liked it because the first thing he said was they called me Bubba while I was over there, which is, you know, down South, you know, I, I had an uncle Bubba. My wife hated the fact that they called me Bubba, but I got it when I went to training in Dilly, Texas prior to the deployment. And, uh, but I used it because I found out in Afghanistan, Baba is uh, a term that they use for the elder of the village. And so everybody wanted Baba at the briefings, you know, because they were requested me by name. So anyway, so I do this briefing and, and the first thing he, he said to me was, he looked at me, he goes, he said, Bubba, I got to ask you a question. I said, uh, yes, sir. He said, uh, would you get a, would you end up getting a divorce if I asked you to stay? <laughs> I said, well, gentlemen, Dell, you're going to have to, Asked my wife that, and dang if he didn't call her. And I mean, you know, he so they understand the importance of family right at the get go. So I, I absolutely say that you know my my kids were teenagers in high school, and they they did as much sacrificing as, as the veterans. Which is why uh, when we get into this, and I, again, I always tell my listeners, I I end up babbling, and y'all are looking at me like, you know, I want y'all I want y'all to talk. So uh, Austin, you're the senior. Uh, not only senior member of the group here, but uh, senior peer support specialist. And so you can give us a little background of, of, of Veterans uh, Recovery Resources and how it got started. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a person in long-term recovery. And uh, back in 2015-16, uh, John pitched this idea to me about Veterans Recovery Resources, talking about the, the conditions of veterans in this area and, and how they was lacking their proper service and receiving the help care that they needed and deserved. And uh, he was just saying, hey, man, we got to do something about it. And when he pitched the idea to me, I was got on board right away. And the more I got on board, the more I found out how really big the problem is with our veterans in this area. And so I was just willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. And it started out with an idea. And, and, and if you know John, John, once he gets something in his crawl, man, he's going to push oh, yeah. and push. And so... He pushed and even pushed me because it was that time I was just like, I couldn't see it happening right. because there are so many obstacles and so many things that we had to overcome. But just that stick to it and going to Atlanta, I remember him and I going to Atlanta to different meetings and organizations, meeting people at Samson and all those different places, just trying to get this thing uh, rolling and just getting to that point. And, and I'm so glad that we did and to the point where now, our, our goal is to remove barriers from health care from our veterans, our first responders, and their family members. And this organization is really powerful, and I'm so glad I'm a part of it because 
me myself being a senior peer support specialist, I'm also a client here as well. Right. And I work here every day because it helped me with my recovery and having that lived experience. I can help other veterans who come in the door who's struggling with some of the things that I already uh, I've been through in life and can just show them a pathway out to right. just be that shoulder they can lean on, that ear to listen and, and, and just to guide them through whatever they're going through. Uh, we meet veterans, first responders, and family members sometime at their worst condition and just to be there and just let them know we, we, we're bringing them hope. We, we're bringing them an organization that they can trust because we are veterans mm-hmm. and, and this organization veteran centered and not only that but for anybody who come through the door, we never turn no one away, right. regardless of their condition, the pay. Uh, we're here to help, uh, not only them, but the community, the city, the state. We're here to make a, a statement that, you know, we won't turn anybody away. In the military, we said no man left behind. Right. And, and we have an approach with, with our clients, you know. And uh, being a the peer support specialist, I get to go on a lot of house calls. I just go to a lot of situations where normally people wouldn't go, you know, but I get to go to those places and be a, a helping hand right. for people out of those uh, tragedies and that trauma that they're dealing with in their life right. and, and, and guiding them to life, a better way of life. Right. Yeah. So you're you're a, a Desert Storm vet? I am. Army, correct? Yes, combat veteran. I'm served in Desert Storm. Desert Shield. We was one of the um, first units that deployed Changed me a lot when I came back. Uh, just dealing with the issues. I remember my wife when I came back home. She said, "Who are you and where's my husband?" Right. So I had that type of effect on me. Yep. And uh, at that time, they wasn't really uh, diagnosing us with PTSD at the time. Right. They, they said I had Desert Storm Syndrome, and I remember the doctors telling me, "You got the worst case of whatever I ever seen." Right. You know. So all of the heartaches I went through, all of the misdiagnosis and treatments I went through trying to get better. I, I, I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that another veteran don't have to suffer the things that I suffered to get the help care that they need. And yeah, I, uh, I, you know, and I, and I think that as far as veterans care, Desert Storm, Desert Shield may have been a turning point because like you said, whatever they called it, I mean, there was, it was shell shock in World War One. It's, mm-hmm. it's been acknowledged even back in the Civil War of the, the of what happens to soldiers during wartime and what they see how they have to react in, in, in that so so just since desert storm there's been a turn in public perception of returning military i mean i saw it you know it was in the leadership with norman schwarzkopf with uh, with how he looked at that particular operation and how he didn't want it to be you know he didn't want it to be the same as, as vietnam and, and in fact you know, the Vietnam bombing uh, operation was called Rolling Thunder. Mm-hmm. He he purposely called it Instant Thunder as opposite of that so that so that we are focused on doing this the right way and getting in and getting out and helping our veterans and our military members when they came back. And, and it was great to see the public react the way they did since Desert Storm. So I think the focus, and then, of course, 9-11 changed a lot of stuff too. Right. And so... Uh, I, uh, so, so let me ask, as a veteran of, of, uh, of direct, you know, warfare, uh, what, what do you see as the benefit of the, 
by veterans for veterans value? Well, it's something that happened in that relationship that doesn't happen anywhere else. Right. When I'm dealing with a veteran and, and we can speak the same language and we, we might not wear the same uniform, maybe in a different branch of the military, but to experience that, that comeback experience is, is something that I can't even put into words. Right. Uh, and just to explain, my dad is a World War II veteran. Uh, he was in Japan after they dropped the uh, bomb, the right. uh, atomic bomb. And all of my life, I have 13, I want 12 brothers and sisters. My dad never spoke about his comeback experience until right. after I came back to Desert Storm. Right. Because we had that bond. We had that relationship, and he opened up and told me things that he experienced right. while he was there. And it, without me going to Desert Storm, I would have never got that story. From right. Him. And so that's what it does. That that just having that experience, veterans, uh, we just have a trust with each other, you know. And and a lot of times we joke about different branches, but at the core, if you're a veteran, we have that bond, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't matter what branch you serve. In. And so being able to meet a man, a woman in that condition and say, hey, I know how it's like. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not sympathizing, but I'm empathizing. Absolutely. You know? And so that makes a lot of difference in getting people. To, and, and then after you have actually been through the process yourself, and you can say, well, hey, I was there too. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been right where you are, so let me show you a pathway out. Right. You know, we're, we're dealing hope to, to people who are hopeless. You know, we're, we're bringing trust to people who don't trust anybody. Right. But they give us the opportunity to to, to guide them. Mm-hmm. Out. And that's what I think the most value is in that veteran and veteran uh, relationship. So um, how how then, uh, as far as uh, a, a effectiveness of that particular program, Vets Helping Vets, uh, how many have y'all had, and, and y'all can uh, Dion and Shannon can jump in too if you want. What's the number of, of vets that y'all have seen since 2016? Uh, how many, or let's say, let's just say vets, because instead of trying to add family members in there too, how, how big is this program? I mean, as far as need, do you see a big need down here? Uh, I was surprised. I think the number was 64,000 vets in, in South Alabama. That's a lot. What, how many <laughs> do y'all see typically, let's say in a week or a month or a year in, in, in uh, VRR? So it's a good question. Um, We know, and we're actually right in the middle of an annual report for the first year of a large grant. Oh, perfect timing. So it's perfect timing, except we don't have our numbers finalized (laughs) yet. So, (laughs) But um, but, uh, prior to this grant, that was actually how I was able to come on board last year. We had served around 700. And we know that we're, we're well above 200 this year veterans, first responders, and their families. And and our service is unique because we have an inpatient clinic where people can receive and do receive mental health care, peer support, and all of those kinds of things. And in addition, integrated physical health care. So when a veteran... So like physical therapy, occupational therapy, that's what you're talking about? um, Actually, primary care. Oh, no kidding. Yep. We have primary care providers, and we also have some specialists who are connected and affiliated with the clinic. And then we coordinate care and referrals to other uh, locations okay. if we don't have this, the support. Because right. we, we recognize that the idea behind integrated care is, is kind of like the military. Right. In the military, you get care for everything you need. Right. Same thing at Veterans Recovery Resources. Right. 
So, um, and then in addition to all of that, the, the program that I'm most focused on is community integration. Right. So we have programs in the community that people can get involved with, whether they're formal uh, in terms of, and I'll, we can talk about that a little bit later, like training programs and ways right. to get more directly involved. Right. And then also fun programs. Right. So we're, our, we have a lot of places where people can touch us and we touch them, right. which um, makes the program very powerful. And it, lead, it allows for multiple pathways for people to get what they need with us and for us right. um, as they need it. Right. So sometimes we all know that sometimes somebody who's served or their family members served or someone in the community who's connected, they may be fine for a long time and then something comes up and they need support. Oh yeah, it's those triggers, I'm telling you, having experienced firsthand, you don't know what it's going to be. Right. You know? So, I, um, I'm, I'm curious as far as, uh, do, you, do you have any numbers then of, of how many non-military connected people want to help in the community i mean is it is it because this there's a big uh influence of military around here i mean you've got eglin you've got hurlbert you've got uh biloxi yeah keesler over in, in biloxi you've got all the and, and of course i'm spouting out air force bases because that's what i know uh, but i, I know there's army I know, yeah, I know right uh i know there are, are well you got naval air station that's where I, matter of fact, when I retired, that's where I did my uh, my VA processing was over in AS Pensacola, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's there's a there's a big influence of, of military down here. Uh, with the, my uh, my stepdad was a uh, is a retired Army uh, National Guard for Alabama. Uh, he spent 33 years with them, and uh, so but but because of that, do do you get a lot of volunteers that just want to help veterans because they feel like they need to be helped? We do. We have a lot of, in a lot of different ways, people want to volunteer. Um, whether they're formal, we have a community advisory council that meets and talks with us about things that we can do better and okay. ways that we can approach how we how we work together. Um, and we have people who come and want to help at the clinic, like clean the grounds. And we have uh, people who want to just help answer the phone. So right. there's a wide wide range. Every you know, from young people. We had a, a great college student help us all summer. <laughs> that was okay. terrific to people um, who are Gold Star family members and family members who who have, have been touched by the work that we've done and, and even community members who are not affiliated. Right. So, wide ranges. So that, that might be a good transition over to Dion, who is the uh, current child and family counselor. Mm-hmm. So you work in that program. So speak a little bit about, you know, what do you, what do you see as far as some of the challenges and or benefits of, of the families being able to get help along with their veteran, uh, whether it's a father or a son or a, you know, an uncle? Yeah, so the I guess the first two things that kind of come to mind is um, immediate access to care. Okay. So our, you know, we don't we don't have a long waiting list like like some other clinics or, or practices in our area. We typically can see our kids and our and, our, and their parents within within seven days at max. Um, so that's that's one you know I would say asset or benefit of our children and families leg of the clinic. Um, the second thing is just the relevancy. I have a large, extensive background working in juvenile court, community mental health, um, state level department of mental health services, and I've spent a lot of time just taking my time with uh, you know learning the latest lingo, learning the latest trends, um, keeping up with social media uh, fads and things that the kids are experiencing. So when they arrive. Um, they do feel welcome. They do feel normal. They don't feel weird or awkward. Right. Um, most, especially teenagers, they don't even want to attend treatment anyway. They'd right. rather play a video game or, you know, play sports. So you want to make sure you're intentional about meeting them where they are um, and, and, and welcome them through the door. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, you know, we, we have a, 
I guess you could say clinic slash our community outreach um, and support for youth and services. So um, not only can we see our kids in the clinic with a regular one hour appointment, whether it be intake or, or medical appointment or, or mental health counseling, but we also do a lot of community uh, engagement with our youth in the community through um, our new program, which I'm a part of, which is Compass to Life Services, which is an outreach program of veterans recovery resources. And now we're able to go into the community and extend our reach to some of the local schools, some of the local boys and girls club. Um, we do basketball with the boys. We take them on trips, educational uh, trips, tutoring, um, so forth and so on to do our best to keep our young people engaged with purpose and, um, and staying on the right road as they as well recover. So uh, how many families do you think you have in the programs now? What, um, what with, does that look like? With both counties, I'd say actively between the clinic and Compass to Life, I'd say probably that's active, probably about 40 to 50 that's currently receiving treatment or a group or outreach. And when you say both counties, you mean Mobile and Baldwin? Correct, yes. Do y'all reach out further in Mississippi, Florida, Panhandle? Right now our focus area is right. Mobile and Baldwin, but okay. we have had veterans come from Austin's laughing. <laughs> how far? How far have they come to see you? Well, Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. Well, they down here visiting, or they just hit no. I sixty five, and this is where they stopped. No, it was just a part of a um, peer support uh, specialist uh, to take a client up there to a, to a recovery center. Okay. And so, it doesn't matter whatever the need is, we, we reach those needs because a lot of those people are not, unable to do it on their own. So whatever the whatever the need is, where we need to go, we're willing to go. We've taken people to Biloxi, to Pensacola, to different places where they need. And, and that's one of the important things about VRR. What we don't offer, we're willing to get you to the place that do offer what you right. need because it's a part of that recovery. And so many people come in and, if they can't get what they need at that place, the ball just stops there, and, and, and they kind of left to themselves. But we go that extra mile, literally. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so, so walk me through, uh, if, if, if someone comes in, and let's say, you know, she's a former vet, uh, a, a veteran, and uh, is, is there a place where they, they enter, or is, or is it, or is it or is, I guess what I'm getting at is, are there 20 points of entry? Because it seems like to me the way y'all got it set up, if somebody comes to you, you know who to direct. And, and it won't be, I don't think this is going to happen. Or y'all say, well, that's not really my job. Y'all aren't going to do that. So there are probably 20 or 30 entry points. And that's what I want to get to the listeners or anybody that might think that they may you know, need these services is that, and we'll give you a phone number later, but you know, if you end up calling and you, run into Dion, he's going to direct you just because, you know, you're in child and family counseling doesn't mean that you don't have connections with all the other services. Absolutely. And that's what I love about uh, this, this organization is that it's not just uh, an organization towards, you know, mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that we we, we talked about uh, the challenges that veterans have when they come back, even in active duty. And I would say that probably just in the last maybe 12 years because uh, I retired in, in 2013 and it wasn't shortly before prior to that that there was still a stigma of of active duty and vets in general getting mental health because it, it people thought oh it looks bad on your record but now I think that's turned around and the stigma is not as great as it used to be so getting mental health is is key to the success of soldiers 
uh, and, uh, and and I use that term in general, you know, airmen or whatever. But uh, and I love that because this is the type of organization that will uh, will uh, move that forward to say, look, you need to come to us. It, it, there's nothing embarrassing about. Right? Do y'all do y'all do y'all see that? Let me let me put that out there. Yes, we do. And and like like Shannon said earlier, you know, VR we specialize in multiple pathways. Okay. So especially dealing with veterans and first responders. I knew you'd have the right word. Pathway. Oh yeah, pathways. Pathway. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And and we we want to remove barriers and get people the help they need. And all the time that may not mean that may not mean sitting in a in an office for a one hour mental health session with a counselor. Okay. It may mean going on a or going on a scuba diving trip or it may mean going to the local kayaking's coming up. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and canoeing. Yes it is. Yeah. Um so it's you know, and same with the youth or same with our other peer support programs, which he can speak better to. But yes, we, we have multiple pathways. We want to remove barriers and, and, and treat and treat all of our, our, our fellow brothers and sisters. Good, good. So um so Shannon, let me let me get to you then, uh, back to you as far as currently what are what are your uh, your uh, programs that are kind of this is what we're working on today. Right. I know you've just got the the, the uh, residential facility. Uh, the residence, residential facility will open in the spring. We don't have a launch date yet, but we'll come okay. back and talk with you as soon okay. as we do. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, great. But awesome. um, yeah, and that is a, a residential detox facility, okay. and um, it's going to be the first of its kind in our area. Uh, we are we are transforming a historic building on Spring Hill Avenue adjacent to our current clinic, which okay. is at 1156 Spring Hill Avenue. Okay. And that is our outpatient clinic. And people can drop in there. Okay. Or they can call us or they can go to the website, get more information and call us. So, And they can call us night or day. Okay. We have somebody answering the phone. So if there's a crisis, we can help respond to that. And we do respond to that. And we can also get people to the right people. So, um, But in terms of current programs what we call community integration team programs we have quite a quite a number but our four core ones that are active right now of course compass to life is we're so excited What's to have called? that program compass to life and that is our the, the program that dion just brought to us awesome. and it is the youth and family program mm-hmm. outreach education and treatment all all combined and connected how many people you got in that one? That one right now has active probably about uh, 25 to 30 families. And that, wow. again, that's both in Mobile and Baldwin County. And okay. that's three different group programs we're running. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you just came on board August? August 1st. August actually. 1st. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. So you're, you're mm-hmm. fresh. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. any any initiations you, you give them, Austin? That's it? <laughs> that was it. That was it. You well. Don't want, you don't want to see if he could do 50 push-ups or something like that? <laughs> Well, well, it looks like he could. We're both army. If anything, army. we'll get we'll get with the Marines and make them do it. You know? we'll them Navy guys. And Dion's current army. Yes. Sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. He was he was uh, well. I won't even say that. I was going to talk about how great you've been even before you started. So yeah. no, it was awesome. But we, so Compass to Life is a great new program. It's not even uh, fully uh, fleshed out on our website. We've got so many changes happening. Mm-hmm. Then we have the H two O program, which we alluded to. Right. H two O is helping to overcome. And it's really all about doing things in the community together that are especially related to our goal. So scuba diving. So people, any veteran first responder, their family member who's interested can become certified to scuba dive and maybe even take a trip up to the Atlanta aquarium, which has been tremendous support of veterans recovery resources. Um, Since last fall, I think I can't even remember how many dives, but we've taken uh, multiple groups of veterans from our area to go and dive in the shark tank and get um, a video of that happening up there. And it's all paid for by the the aquarium and the partners. 
And, and that helps veterans get over combat trauma by swimming with sharks. What's I, how does that work again? Because to me, that would be a new trauma. Well, <laughs> couldn't do it. Well, well, here's the thing, right? Um, I, I went on the uh, initial dive, and uh, it's something about being underwater. Okay, it's a whole. Different well, I get world. that because it's I have a, a pool, and, and you get underwater, you just kind of, yeah, you know, it's a whole different world. <laughs> but but the amazing thing is when you see those creatures, and they're coming like in arms reach of you, oh, and you get to see them, and you just see how amazing God is when he made these right. animals and you you're in their you're you're in their game, you're in their land and their in their pool in their area, but you're there and I, it, it was just amazing. It, it just like kinda washed all the cares away. You you're not you're in a, a, a cage so you're safe. Right. But it, it just the therapeutic value of it was something I I I, I recommend for anybody. It was just powerful. So, so you mentioned therapeutic benefits. How did who came up with them? I mean, how does how does that evolve as a program to say this will be good? Well, someone just the area we have scuba diving, and somebody thought about it. Well, so one of the veterans, Brandon Peters, mm-hmm. uh, it worked for him. Oh, okay. And he had such an amazing result about it. He wanted to tell other veterans about it, and through his experience. Open the doors for other veterans to come through and experience the same thing, and it coming from another veteran who's been in combat right. and say, "Hey, if you try this, this could help you possibly." Right. And having that, uh, having his word was enough for me to go into a Shark Tank. That's I guess you're right. I yeah. guess you know, you you know you. You're, you've got similar experiences with, with combat. You know, the guy says, hey, you know, I got your back. You know, and that that was all, you know, when I was in active duty, that's what it was all about. It, you know, and, and it's amazing how when you're when you're in that group, how, and I know I don't want to, you know, stereotype or, or generalize, but, but there were very few things that uh, were more important than I got your back, you got mine when it comes down to it. You can do the job. So with with that kind of focus that veterans have or vets while they're in the military and the, and the experiences they have, it, it negates race, creed, religion, mm-hmm. all that other stuff, you know, gender. It, it, it from, from my experiences, those little things became insignificant and didn't matter. It was the importance of camaraderie, uh, empathy, uh, you, I've got your back. You've got mine, and and that's what's important. And I and I saw that when you were saying telling that story about that the Shark Tank. I don't think you really wanted to go in, <laughs> but but he helped you do that. And that right there is a is the epitome of the the uh, by vets for vets, yes. you know. And so it, that's a wonderful story. I mean, I, I just that now I can understand kayaking. I mean, that, that whole fish fishing is great. I can understand fishing that. That's very relaxing, but the shark thing, you'll have to, I, I still don't know if you'll get me in there. Yeah, I don't know if you'll get me in there. Okay, then. So, you know, the beauty of Veterans Recovery Resources is that it values the holistic approach, you know, clinically based by veterans for veterans. Um, but how would you describe the organization's role 
in the community as a whole. Well, VR as a lifestyle. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And everyone's invited to our community advisory council. Mm-hmm. We meet you monthly. Mean everybody, like everyone. Public. public? Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Okay. Uh, so, um, I, I think that uh, the, the the beauty of Veterans Recovery Resources is that it's the one stop shop. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, correct me if there's another way to look at it, uh, because uh, you know, being a military vet, that was always you know best way to, to go to any place. It was they had a lot of websites called One Stop, mm-hmm. and and so you would go to, to get all the resources you need, and y'all pretty much got it covered. I mean, and there were services uh, as I mentioned to y'all earlier. Uh, outpatient, primary medical, uh, withdrawal uh, management, residential, physical therapy, occupational therapy that we didn't even cover. We just kind of highlighted y'all's specialties. But y'all basically, this is an organization that uh, I, I, I believe will be around for a long time. And y'all are doing great things. Uh, I, again, appreciate y'all being here. I, uh, I want to make sure that we get contact information. I think we're at the point where we can get contact information. And then, of course, we'll bring it. We'll bring y'all back once the uh, residential facility gets up and running. I, I and, definitely want to have. And yeah. before we do that, I just want to make sure to say that part of our mission is also to collaborate in the community. So okay. we co- coordinate care because, as Dion said, we're, we're patient and family centered. Okay. So if if the if the patient if the client needs something different from what we do, right. or something in addition to what we do, we coordinate with other partners across the community. That's a really one of our other values is care is coordinating and, and really helping people get what they need, removing bar- barriers, whether the barrier is, you know, something with regard to what's going on with us or out in the community. Okay. okay. So yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to make sure we said okay. that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so let's, let's talk about contact. It, y'all are 24 seven and the number, I'm gonna let you do the number. Okay. The phone number to call is 251-405-405. Three six seven seven. That's two five one four zero five three six seven seven. And that's twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. And now then who, the, who's going to pick up the phone? A veteran peer support specialist. Okay, that's who it'll be. And so it'll be Austin, your your side of the house. Yes. For twenty four seven. If it's yes. three o'clock in the morning, it'll probably be your side of the house. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then a website. Yes, the website is www.vetsrecover.org. And there's a lot of information there, including our address, which is 1156 Spring Hill Avenue. We're open from 8 to 5 most days, Um, sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier. But drop in, it's great to come between 8 and 5. And um, and the the website itself has a lot of information, including events that are coming up, things that people can get involved in, how to get involved, the way we approach the care that we provide. And, um, and and a lot of us are on the website, and anybody who's not is going to be on the website soon because okay. we've exploded. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of construction <laughs> going on on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There's a lot of a lot of people. Matter of fact, I noticed y'all had some, uh, look like student interns. We do, absolutely. So that's a new thing, right? Uh, actually, it's been from the beginning pretty Has much, it? absolutely. Oh, okay. um, uh, so there have been many ways, and this is another for another topic for another right. day that the University of South Alabama has been integral to the growth and development of veterans recovery resources. Faculty members and students have been directly involved as founders and as as people who provide the services from the very beginning. So it's a training ground um, for. Uh, num- we've had how many how many PhDs have come through? 
it's it's a lot. Wow, because I, I can imagine they'll get the number of hours. Absolutely, they need and they do sure. great care, and they're learning from um, tremendous leaders from the University of South Alabama, faculty members from the University of South Alabama, okay. Alabama, as well as all the members of the team, including Austin and Dion. About, about how to do this work and do this care. So, yes, absolutely. Students are, are very important. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Shannon, Dion, Austin, thank you very much for being here with me today. Uh, again, I uh, my, my goal is to have this out on uh, for uh, 9-11. Awesome. That's my goal. Okay. And, uh, and uh, again, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And uh, I appreciate anything. Any last parting arrows, as we used to say? Well, yeah, thank you for your service as well. Oh, thank, thank you, you for much. having us today. And I uh, just want to emphasize that, you know, we're, we're here in this community to stay, and we're providing health care for people, our veterans first, first responders, but anyone is eligible to walk through those doors, their family members. It doesn't matter who they are. We'll help them. Yep. And we will not charge anyone who doesn't have the ability to pay. Mm-hmm. We, our sliding scale fee starts at zero. Awesome. That is and truly blessing and i just want to add we have a lot of new youth and family service initiatives initiatives coming up um, both parent workshops youth workshops a lot of groups coming up so if you have a a child or a teenager or or just a child that's doing great but you want to see them do even better um, we ask you encourage you to get them plugged in with with our services awesome as it says on the website clinically based by vets for vets